Welcome back to the Ruckus Review. This is Ruckus number two, and this week we will be reviewing Dunkirk, the latest from the great Christopher Nolan. We had a ton of fun recording this session, uh, and we hope that you enjoy it just as much as we did. Tanks have stopped. Why? Why waste precious tanks when they can pick us off from the air like fish in a barrel? There are 400,000 men on this beach. Dunkirk. There's no hiding from this sun. We have a job to do. If we go there, we'll die. Just kidding, Nick. We reviewed Spider-Man. <sighs> Try to open up some time in your schedule, okay? Hey, Peter. You going tonight? I can't tonight. I got the Stark internship. What's up, guys? Mr. Stark, here's my report for tonight. I stopped the Grand Theft Bicycle. Hey, could you do me a favor? Hold on to that. Does anybody fight? Oh, I helped this old lady and she bought me a churro. So, that was nice. I just feel like I could be doing more. Wait a minute. You guys aren't the real Avengers. Hulk gives it away. Listen, Peter, there are people who handle this sort of thing. Can't you just be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man? The world's changing, boys. It's time we change, too. This is my chance to prove myself. We have a Spanish quiz. You gotta get better at this part of the job. I don't understand. No! I'm intimidated. There's a ton of other subsystems in here, but they're all disabled by the training wheels protocol. I'm sick of Mr. Stark treating me like a kid. But you are a kid. Yeah, a kid who can stop a bus with his bare hands. Welcome back to the Ruckus Review. This time we have Hayden Scheffler. And replacing Nick Dabbs, who will never be on again, is Bruno Como. That is right. That is correct. One day we'll get all on the show. Bruno is our resident expert on all superhero movies and just cinema in general. 
Uh, and today we're reviewing Spider-Man Homecoming, the newest rendition of Spider-Man. If you guys just want to start with some opening statements, I think that would just be the best way to do it. We go with Bruno first. Because yeah, let's go with Bruno. It's alphabetical. Wow, we're going with Bruno first. Um, I loved it. I thought it was, it was better than my expectations. It was fun. It was a fun summer movie. I didn't feel like to like when the movie was going through. I had no idea what time it was. You know, I, I it just went by quick. I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was really cool how young he was. I thought that I really liked his suit, which I understand is somewhat uh, controversial. <laughs> and I, I just thought it was all done. I thought it was a I thought it was a good Spider-Man movie. It, it made me. It, I don't know. I, I liked him. I liked him a lot. All right, good synopsis. How about you, Aiden? Um, so, Bruno, you're a big Superman fan. So, <laughs> watching a Superman movie for you, I'm a big Spider-Man fan. So, watching a Spider-Man movie is like, I just care a lot more about Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Um, 100%. I do like a lot of the things that you said. I really did like how young he was, like how he was in high school. I thought that was a better, like, repli- like that was a better indication of who he actually was. He wasn't like some 30 year old guy pretending to be in high school, you know, like in the first two. Um, I hated the suit. I thought the suit was super unnecessary and super like it kind of did too much, but I liked the villain. I thought the a vulture was awesome. I thought he was a really good villain. I was a little bit like, Eh, on the his little friend guy that helped him out. I, I didn't know what I thought about that. Like he was funny, but I, I didn't really think about that. And I hated the fact that Tony Stark wasn't it so much. Um, but overall, I thought it was I thought it was a good movie. I don't know where I'd rank it in the Spider Man movies. That's that's really hard. It's definitely way better than the Andrew Garfield movies. Rankings coming up. We'll do that later. Okay. So yeah, uh, overall overall I liked the movie. I had a lot of things that I had wrong with it, but I still liked it a lot. That's good. I'll go before Bruno has to retort. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I forgot how good the vulture was. Well, that was a big inhale just to say that. <laughs> um, I, I liked it more than Guardians of the Galaxy 2, for sure. Definitely. Right off a quick Marvel movie. I definitely liked it more than that. I thought it was a good, straightforward movie. Um... I didn't like most of the characters besides like Peter Parker and his little buddy. I, I didn't like the villain. Um, I didn't like Aunt May. Uh, and then like Mary Jane and all the other people were just kind of easy to forget about. And then happy, you know, the dude that's like his mentor or whatever he was, I thought he was also kind of lame. Um, uh, but I thought it was like, a pretty good straightforward movie. I was considering for my like review just to go full Nick and just be the Nick for this episode and be like, I hated it. There's no like good motivation or like tension ever. I knew no, I knew that Spider-Man wasn't going to die. And since I know that Spider-Man isn't going to die, it's a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is Nick's argument for pretty much anything. But I see if you were to bring that up, I think that that's one of the reasons why I liked it was because there actually was a lot of tension. This the scene where 
he went and picked up uh his date, I forget what her name was, not Zendaya, the other the other uh girl of African American descent. Um mm-hmm. and he was riding to the, the, the dance with her and her dad. I thought that scene was so well done. I th- I just thought it was there was a lot of like built up tension because they both it was like they both knew to some extent and then the like the point where she got out of the car and he pulled out the gun and was sort of like lecturing. I just thought that scene was so well done because he was like he was basically saying I can kill you whenever I want to. So you should back down. And it actually felt like that. It wasn't like your typical Marvel movie where it's like, oh, wait, Thor's a god. He can do whatever he wants. You know, it's like there was never a good time in the movie where Spider-Man was actually awesome. Most of the time he was just crashing into things. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so I thought that, like, the way that... That's why I liked the Vulture a lot. I thought that he was a very good adversary for Spider-Man. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that that fact into a little bit of the movie so great, which is kind of high school romance. And I I didn't think it was predictable. I thought it was I thought it was a pretty good surprise. That I I felt that way too. I felt like the reveal was I was actually kind of like shocked. I was like, "Oh, I did not see that coming." And mm-hmm. I I would like to hear what John, what did, what did you think about that? That scene where he opens the door that was just like it was cheating because he's white and she's black. You know, it's like I'll, you know, it's, it's impossible. <laughs> that's not true. I mean, that's it's not. Maybe she was adopted. You know. No, his wife was black. It was just like you know. Obviously, you didn't see it coming. Come it was, on, haven't you seen Lady in the Tramp? At the very end, they have three cocker spaniels <laughs> and one mutt boy. You know, that's just how it works. Just, yeah, I, I didn't see that at all. But um, did you think it was a good reveal though? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. I I did like it, and it was like it was like scary to me. It was like it happened. I was like, oh my gosh! Like, yeah, okay. okay. All right. Um, real quick, I just want to say, just before we get into reviewing it too much, just do the critical review. Um, uh, it had a seven point nine on IMDb, and I want to compare everything to the original Tobey Maguire. The original had a seven point three on IMDb. Uh. A 92 for the new one as opposed to an 89. And then that's on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. And then they both had a 73 on Metacritic. Huh. Not funny. That is interesting. Um, and I was just looking at the box office performance. Spider-Man, the 2002 version, their first Tobey Maguire, did $821.7 million. And then this one has already done $724.9 million. Is that is that um, box office for the for the original scaled to inflation? I don't know. Okay, because I was looking at that too a couple weeks ago, and um, if if you compared it based on inflation, the first one was still like significantly ahead, which makes sense because yeah. of how long it's been. But at the same time, that movie was one of the first of its kind too. Like that was one of the really early on good superhero movies that came. I I, I would I believe. Their budgets are also similar, which is kind of interesting. But again, I don't know about inflation. So, okay, yeah. So, I think the first big thing to talk about is: do you 
still like Tobey Maguire better. Uh, uh, uh. Bruno, you want to go first? Yeah. Um, I love the Tobey Maguire movies. I thought they were really fun, and I'm really fond of them. Yeah. But this kid just did such a good job. He was so young, and I just really liked that. Yeah. And, yeah, so I, I like him better than Tobey Maguire. Although, Tobey Maguire is a little more emotional. I don't know why. It, it just, it, I felt bad for him because he looked like a loser when he was Peter Parker. Yeah. <laughs> when this kid, he didn't look like a loser, you know? Yeah. I would say that if Tobey Maguire, if you took Tobey Maguire and put him at that age and put him into the movie, I think he would be a better representation of Spider-Man. Because they both were super awkward. And that's what, like, sort of defined Peter Parker, is that he's, like, kind of a nerd, and he kind of doesn't know how to interact with people generally. And they both did a really good job of being super awkward and, like, not really know how to fit in. Um, But the other thing was that the guy in... The new Spider-Man, uh, what's what's his name? Um, Tom, is it Tom Holland? Is that his name? No, that's... Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire. Okay, so the, the new guy, he, he kind of looked cool. You know, like Andrew Garfield he, he... was like super cool. And then this guy was like pretty cool, where Tobey Maguire looks like a complete dork. <laughs> but I, I think, I, think I, I would have to defer to Tobey Maguire just because of like, that's the Spider-Man that I know, you know, and that's the one that I think of when I think of like a Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. It'll be interesting to see if Tom Holland like sort of plays Spider-Man into an older age. Sort of like how Tony Stark was just like this sort of young playboy in the beginning. And now he's like this old, wise, annoying guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, kind of like the Wolverine. I I haven't I haven't seen that movie. I I don't I don't want to go oh there. Oh my! It's good, dude. It's very violent. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I would say that overall, they're pretty close. Like they're they're pretty. I think they're pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, that's that's cool for sure. Just that, like, you know, a new movie could be close to something that was, you know, that's everybody's just liked for so long. Yeah. I think one of the most interesting things, and like, but it's interesting that when you compare those three, the Tobey Maguire, uh, Andrew Garfield, Holland, is that like you don't think most people don't think about their how they portray Spider Man, but everyone like kind of compares how they portray Peter Parker. Yeah, is, I think that's an interesting thing that like you get to look at or like you dissect that more than you would with any other hero. Like, Mm -hmm. with Batman, you don't really care about how well someone plays Bruce Wayne necessarily. You more care about how they play Batman. And same with, like, Superman, stuff like that. I agree. It's interesting where, like, the alter ego is the more, maybe the more difficult one to play, or the one that, like, it's more accepted to play differently. Yeah, that's a good point. That's hard, though, because... Because in the Batman movies, there's just no question as to who is the better Batman. That is true. In any aspect, you know, as Batman or as Bruce Wayne. George Clooney. We That's are what I was all getting, say. Absolutely, George, George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we were all, we were all thinking of that. 
But, you know, like, I think that changes a little bit. But at the same time, I do agree. Like, with Superman, it's very, like, Clark Kent really doesn't usually matter. Besides Smallville, Clark Kent plays a minor role in the movie. Yeah. Are we going to talk about Aunt May? I want to talk about We can talk about Aunt May. Yeah, sure. Well, that, that is, that's the next thing, uh, actually, on the outline. What do you think about the portrayal of the other main characters? I guess Aunt May is like the other. <laughs> is Aunt May a main character now? I don't know, but I mean, uh, like, she's one that's in all the renditions, so maybe. Hayden, you want to go ahead? Okay, I thought it was really strange and unnecessary how they kept on referring to the fact that she was attractive. Like, like everyone, everyone that came into contact with her sort of had some weird moment where they were like, oh, you're a really attractive woman, let me talk about that for a second. And to me, it was the only reason they were doing that was to, co- like, contrast between, like, the first Aunt May, who's, like, a straight-up old lady. <laughs> and so it's, like, it doesn't serve any purpose in the movie other than to sort of, like, throw it in the face of the other movie where she's an actually old lady and she's just an old lady who, you know, is Peter Parker's aunt, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't get the point of that. I thought that she was... I, di- I didn't really like her as a character either. She, she was just... I, I don't know. There was... The, the thing about Aunt May is that Aunt May is clueless. Aunt May just does her thing, and Peter Parker takes care of her. She almost dies of pneumonia. Peter Parker takes care of her, like... And May is constantly about to die, and that's a lot of what Peter Parker's motivation is. In the comics, he's always looking out for Aunt May because now that Uncle Ben's dead, she can't really support herself that well. And so he's, like, spending most of his time trying to support her, and that's, like, a lot of his motivation. But in this, it's like she's a regular woman who's, like, really attractive, and apparently everyone wants to date her. So it's just, like, he has no motivation there. She's just, like, a mom that's not his mom. Yeah. And that, what you're saying, it makes him makes him a much better superhero. Yeah, because he's not worried about himself. Yeah, I I don't get the point of of changing that aspect of the of the storyline and making it may attract. I mean, she's like, it's just, you know, it's it's an ant. You don't think about ants like that. I know. Just, yeah. I, don't know. I think it's unnecessary. John, what do you think? <laughs> no, yeah, I thought she was terrible. I thought everything about her bad. <laughs> I don't, and I don't even think she's that attractive, so it's like they kind of they failed on that aspect for me too. <laughs> I didn't like any part of it. And, and two, what Hayden said about her being clueless. She figures out who he is in the end of the movie. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that so much. The fact that like his friend, his fat friend, like found out so easily that he was Spider Man because apparently his spider senses don't work properly and he just walked into his room when he was sitting there on the bed and didn't even notice him. And it's like, <laughs> wait a second. And that, that was one of my, and I don't want to get like too much into complaints until we like reach that point. But I want I'm going to talk about like Spider-Man as a superhero and as his powers go and how, what I liked and what I really didn't like about it. But that was one of the things that was just like, it seemed like too many people knew who he was. <laughs> Even Hoppy or whatever his dumb name was. Happy, yeah. How about the scene in Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire too, where his mask comes off in the train? Oh, and everybody, all those people see it, yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah. if that movie takes place five years later, he's Snapchatted and 
Instagram through the whole nation. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but the difference between that is that those are anonymous people. Those are people that don't know him. Okay. Those are people who there, there's a one in eight million chance that they would run into him again in New York City. Whereas, like in this movie alone, there was one, two, three, four, five, maybe six people counting the vulture that knew who he was. Yeah, no, I hear that. That's fair. I, I find it. Yeah, that's fair. I think the only other character that I like, as far as just specifically going through characters, was the vulture. But we can get to him like in our main review, critique, smash battle. Uh, although one other uh, side thing about how this movie is different than the others is that they don't show the Uncle Ben thing at all. Yes. Yeah. But that's like, because it, we've been indoctrinated with it our entire lives. But that's, to me, I really like... Why don't you silence your cell phone, you disrespectful fool? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my! I'm getting a call right now. <laughs> You gay pig. I hope it's Nick. Hey. Is he leaving? <laughs> he got up and left. Just a minute. Okay, what, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So did you like the fact that it wasn't an origin story? What, what do you mean? It wasn't. No, it it, it, it kind of was. Well, we didn't see how he got his powers, you know? I guess you're right. Like, we kind of caught him, like, six months into being a superhero, not before he was a superhero, becoming a superhero, yeah. and then sort of, like, growing into being that superhero. Yeah, listen, at the very least, that saves them a little bit of screen time because we know the story. That's what, yeah, that's what I was saying. And, John, you were saying something about that before you were rudely interrupting. Uh, I just think it's something interesting in all the movies. Like, even though I do know the story, I know what's going to happen, it's, like, it's something that's really fun to watch with yeah, all Yeah, no, of and I agree with that, too. I, I would love to see another origin. I love Spider-Man and I love origin stories where I think a lot of people don't like origin stories as much. Yeah. Maybe it's but just the Spider-Man be... origin story that I like. Right. Because the Wonder, one, yeah. Wonder Woman one, I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. I liked that movie. I didn't love it. I liked it. Yeah. We already talked about it. Uh, hey, anyway. listeners, you should go back and check out uh, Ruckus Review number one where we review... Wonder Woman without Bruno, except yeah. kind of with Bruno. He has a, a he, yeah. he has a little tag in there. I got, I got a half I got a half invite. <laughs> now listen, I, I like I think they could make a prequel to it. I don't know if they ever will, but they could, and they could make it pretty cool and make it all about Uncle Ben and things like that. Yeah. But like the Uncle Ben scene of him dying and whatnot, that's like the that's like the Bruce Wayne his parents being shot in the alley uh, scene in the Marvel universe. You know, it's a big deal that they didn't put that in there. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, it is. It's like a big, it's like one of those that everyone kind of knows and it's kind of really important to who Spider-Man is as a character. Yeah. Yeah. So that was an interesting omission. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, but I mean, like, if you're making a new movie, you know, do your own thing and it was fine. Yeah, it worked out. Everyone does now. They did yeah. something different. Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't hate on it. All right, so do we want to talk what? about some more of the characters? Nah, you can just jump into biggest complaints slash praises of the movie, the meat of what you thought about it. Okay, 
complaints. There's a lot of complaints that I had about the movie. Not because I didn't like the movie, just because I was confused at why they were doing like doing these things. Um, one of one of my biggest like problems with the way people think about Spider Man is that he he tends to be like seem as if he's a very underwhelming hero. It's like what are his powers, you know? And it's like they didn't really showcase what Spider-Man can do. And I understand that he's like a kid and he doesn't really know what he can do either. But I just felt like if you compare him to someone like Captain America in the Marvel universe, he seems kind of lame. Whereas like in the context of like the actual Spider-Man like comic books and stuff, like Spider-Man is like incredible in terms of like his strength and his abilities and all this like and I just didn't feel like he was very impressive and I didn't feel like they had enough time where Spider-Man was actually being Spider-Man on top of that Tony Stark gave him that stupid suit that basically like I could put that on and do the same thing without having cool powers and I and, and the whole like you have 500 web shooter combinations and stun lasers and like nuclear bomb webs and i just thought that was so it was like why are we watching iron man or are we watching spider-man and that was one of my biggest issues was that like tony Stark kept on stepping into the movie and being like blah 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 with great power comes great responsibility blah 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 step out of the movie come back in and be like blah 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 i told you that with great power comes great responsibility back out you know and it's like that over and like that that's all he was he didn't really add anything. Like, if you took Tony Stark out of the movie, I think it would have been so much better. Are we going to tackle your criticisms right at a time or no? Yeah, go for it. Um, so the Captain America thing. I think the one really interesting thing that Marvel did was from Captain America, whatever the first one was, to Captain America Winter Soldier. They... T- shield from like a mechanism a mechanism of defense to his the frisbees to people up so they turn captain america i thought a pretty lame character into this dude in captain america too that's a lot more fluid and i'm a lot more modern yeah I so agree. i think that this was an attempt at doing the same thing and taking a character that we know in Spider-Man and adding something that we never that we never knew. I think it was a curveball, a little bit of a curveball that we just hadn't seen. Um, and I actually have a question for you on this. Because the web, him him doing the web, uh-huh. I think there are different storylines and in one of which which he has the little the little things that he has reloading. Yeah. The other one he does that. Mm-hmm. How does that work? So in the original comics, Peter Parker creates the formula for the web fluid. And he creates the the shooters that, you know, he shoots his webs from and he's always having to reload. What's really cool about that is that in the comic books, he is um, always updating his webs so that he can fight different villains. So at one point he fights Electro and he makes his webs so that they um, basically are more... Uh, resistant to electricity and that they can track electro in a way that he can't conduct his electricity well and so that that's peter parker uh changing the way that his web shooter works based on like 
his scientific knowledge. Whereas in this, it's like, he probably has that ability, but not because he did it, because Tony Stark has this magic factory that can build these magic suits that can do, there's no limitation to what these suits can do. Like, there's no limitations to what Tony Stark can do with his machines. Because they basically, I don't know why they just don't create the entire world out of his machines. Because they just solve every problem. Okay, I didn't know that. And that actually makes me like the suit a little less. Because it detracts from Peter Parker. Yeah. And, and him being a genius. He's, yes, he's supposed yeah. to be brilliant. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and one thing... I think the issue of why they don't create just a suit to fix all the problems in the world, that's tackled in uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, I think. Is it Winter Soldier? It's one of them. I think I think it's Winter Soldier. Anyway, uh, yeah, okay, that's fair. And that makes me like the suit a little less because it would be cool at least if he had designed it. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I, I think I would have liked it a lot better if Peter Parker had designed his own suit like he did in the comic books. or in. And that's one of the things you could say that was good about the Andrew Garfield. While there's not a lot of good in those movies, there's a really cool scene in the second one where he's working on his webs and connecting them to batteries so that his web shooters don't blow up whenever they're around a lot of electricity. I thought that was that was like one of the cooler scenes. I remember watching that and being like, I like this because it's like, kind of calling back to the old comics whereas like the Tobey Maguire ones he kind of created it from himself like it was like an organic type deal so that was one thing I really liked about the that one scene in particular made me like sort of think that Andrew Garfield's um, rendition of Peter Parker and Spider-Man was one that was more scientific one that was smart because I think Peter Parker is on par with Tony Stark to some extent in terms of his thinking but in this it was like mm -hmm. I just build Death Stars out of Legos kind of deal. Not, I'm actually that smart. And I got a spelling bee. It's yeah. just like you. It's not a spelling bee. Whatever. All right, Bruno, do you have any big complaints about the movie? Uh, yeah. I, I watched it a long time ago. Yeah. And I can't think of any. Okay. Okay. So, so one. And this is kind of shallow, but it's still a complaint. Yeah. What's the name of the old Mary Jane? Kirsten Dunst? Yes. I just think that she was such a... She was a much better Mary Jane. Here's the thing. In, in the same way that uh, Aunt May is supposed to be kind of clueless, so that Peter Parker can just spring, spring from a web and just save her all the time. I don't know. That's kind of the vibe that I get. And... This girl just seems really strong. And that's not a problem for women. Okay, no, uh, but the thing right. is... That's wrong. I agree. No, shut up, John. It's not, it's not wrong. No, but listen, she's not Mary Jane. Is she not supposed to be Mary no, Jane? No, she's not supposed to be Mary Jane. Well, so, yeah, isn't the, I'm, other, I'm the other girl is Mary Jane, the emo girl, right? No, no, no. See, that was, that they purely did that as a cameo call-out to Mary Jane. She's not actually Mary Jane. Hmm... Hold up. So the chick in the in the in the little team that they have is not Mary Jane. Well, there's two chicks in the team, and the one that he takes to the yeah, dance no, not... is not, and the other girl is not either. Neither of them are pretending to be Mary Jane, based on the creators of the movie. So, what they said. Okay, so we just don't have a Mary Jane. Yeah, the creator of the movie specifically said that we made 
Zendaya, the Disney girl, um, her initials MJ as a sort of call out to the old Spider-Man, but it didn't really mean anything. I don't like that. Wow. I don't either. Yeah, yeah I like it even less though. <laughs> that's, that's a big one for me. Yeah. It's like you can't take Lois Lane out of Superman. I know, no, and yeah, and, no. yeah. And if they brought in like a Gwen Stacy like character, I would be happy. But if they because keep... it would be Emma Watson or is it Emma Watson? Is there no. uh, Emma Stone. Uh, what's her name? Emma Stone. Emma Stone. I always get Emma confused. La La Land. So it's a good. Oh, I love that movie. You guys want to transition on La La Land? We just talk about that for a while. <laughs> we can talk about La La Land now. <laughs> if we just like bounced from movie to movie, we'd never have anything. We just have a bunch of just discussion. <laughs> back, back to another complaint about the movie as a whole, though, is that Nick is always the one that's like talking about the characters and how important the characters are, and I really thought Peter Parker and the villain were the only good characters. Oh, really? I personally, I, I thought that, and and you could look at that, and his little girlfriend was okay. Like she wasn't. She wasn't a terrible character. She wasn't bad or good, I thought. But overall, I just thought that they focused a lot on, like, Spider-Man, which was good, and a lot on the Vulture, which was good, but then they sort of neglected... Like, I didn't really care about anyone else. It's a very good point. Even Aunt May, because if Aunt May died, you wouldn't really care. Yeah, exactly, because you were like, she was attractive... Hag anymore. Yeah, exactly. It was like <laughs> she's not a waste of space, you know. Like, um, what if Iron Man randomly died? They killed Robert Downey Jr. just in one of his. Books. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like actually, that. I'd be okay with so, that. Yeah. So to the Iron Man criticism, I don't have a huge problem with that. Um, I think that's the direction that Marvel is headed in in connecting the movies, and I think that's kind of cool. Like. You know, because it is one universe, and they do interact. They're like technically they do interact with each other. Uh, so I do think it's kind of cool that they're bringing uh, other superheroes into other superheroes movies. It was funny to me to see Iron Man being a bit of a father figure because yeah. he's the farthest thing from being a father at all, mm-hmm. and he's usually so immature. So like I, I don't know which of you said the the whole thing of him aging as a Johnny uh, as a Tony Stark. I think that's pretty interesting. And kind of cool, to be honest, because in, in the Marvel world at the time, the Marvel Universe, he is having to take over because Captain America is MIA. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I just think there, there's, a, like, so many issues into like with the Marvel Universe as a whole, and you could, like, you could just spend so much time talking about that. But I think one of the biggest problems comes from the fact that it's based on revenue. It's not necessarily based on good storytelling. And it's like this sort of, they make so much money from these movies that they're not going to stop. And so it's like, I would rather you make a movie about Spider-Man that only had Spider-Man. It didn't have any other characters from the Marvel universe and make it good as opposed to just kind of lazily slapping it into the universe that you are the pre-existing universe that has how, 10 movies? I don't even know how many movies it has now. It's, it's just getting crazy. And so that's lazy to me. I kind of agree with that, that it's motivated by revenue. But at the same time, the movies have gotten better. 
Like, I think the Captain America Winter Soldier was better than the first one. I think that, with the, okay, with the exception of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and some people would say Captain America Civil War, they've all been pretty good. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 is pretty recent. Ant-Man is pretty recent. This Spider-Man is pretty recent. And I think they're all pretty good, you know, especially compared to Iron Man 2 and 3, uh, Captain America 1. Uh, okay, but just think about even, this. Even though. Avengers 2. But... Look at the good the good movies to me are the ones that don't have anything to do with the rest of the, the Marvel universe. So like I really enjoy Captain America uh, the Winter Soldier. I, I think that's a good movie and I think that's one of the better Marvel movies. Um, mm-hmm. Ant-Man, I think that's a hilarious movie. I think it's a fun uh, like funny superhero movie doesn't really have anything to do with the Marvel universe. Um, Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy again, I think it's a really fun funny movie doesn't really have anything to do with the Marvel Universe. All, all the movies in my mind that are the best are the ones that don't really, aren't really mixed in with the, like Civil War, we've talked, we talked about this on the Wonder Woman uh, review, but the plot for that is just atrocious. Like it's, the villain, his goal is just, it's insane. Whereas like in the other ones, they're a little bit more clear cut, but they don't drag in 77 more superheroes just for we're marvel so we can do this also death star cameo because now we own star wars <laughs> yeah I, I i actually kind of like civil war uh for a lot of reasons because i the, really that, really liked it what i was just gonna say for that one fight scene because that's that's a pretty cool fight scene that's a pretty cool fight scene. <laughs> I, yeah. So first of all, the fight scenes have gotten better and better. But anyway, um, I just really love the actor that plays the German villain. <laughs> what? What did he do? He Wait. sat in a bathtub and like plotted with like camera angles, and that's yeah. all he did. But terrible. Man, but get dude. Nick back. He would never say <laughs> like that. Oh. Listen, ever since the Glorious Bastards, I just really like him, and I think he did a great job. And he was—I don't know—I think I think he was legit evil. I think and... I think that your impression much is like leaking into your the, your views of him. But we're getting way off the topic of Spider-Man, and we're leaking into the dangerous territory of just me bashing the whole Marvel universe. You're right. So let's get, let's back to Spider-Man. John, did you have any criticism? You know, I didn't like the villain that much. Well, there were certain scenes where I really did like it. Like, one, when they revealed that he was her father, I thought was good. Uh-huh. Uh, that one was cool. The car scene was cool. Um, but there were a lot of the time, I wasn't scared of him at all. Like, I didn't think he was a scary character. And maybe you're not necessarily supposed to be scared of him, and you're almost, like, supposed to sympathize with him because he's doing it for his family or whatever. Um, I don't, maybe. But I just thought he wasn't scary. Like, they had the one scene where he just shot his henchman, but I was like, it was like a joke or something. You know, it, it wasn't that funny. Or, I mean, it wasn't scary. But I think, I, I agree with the fact that he wasn't scary, but I think when you say he wasn't scary, you're saying this guy wasn't scary from the context of Iron Man, uh, the Hulk, uh, Thor, um, any of those guys. But from the context of Spider-Man, who's a 15-year-old kid, that guy was terrifying. Like, that guy could destroy him. And I thought that's why he was such a good hero. Be- or villain, I mean. Because he even said, like, we can't get noticed by the whole superhero population because they crush me. So he mm-hmm. sort of pointed out the fact that he couldn't fight, he couldn't stand up to the big guys. 
but in the context of Peter Parker, he was terrifying. Yeah, and I think that may right. I think that's super interesting too. That um, like because I, I guess that I'm kind of thinking of it in a sense that like all villains are supposed to be like they're destroying the world or they're you know leveling a city or whatever. Yeah, this guy's not trying to do that. He's under the radar. But even then, like. I feel like you could, you can still make someone be more sinister than he did as a villain. I agree. I mean, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But, but that is, it's definitely a super interesting take on a villain in general, for sure. Because I thought, um, oh, go ahead. So go I think, ahead, I think you need to, okay, I think this is a good time to say this. Um, the whole thing, Nick says it, and this is one thing that I really agree with him. A superhero movie or an action movie is only as good as the villain. Yeah. Right? So, I think that Michael Keaton did a good job. Okay? So, he had so he had some good motive. You know, he had to provide for his family and times were hard. And uh, the Avengers screwed him over. Right? That's interesting. Yeah. And then... To your point of him not being scary, he's not like I don't think he was powerful. Like I don't think he was out of control powerful, like uh, like the monster from Batman Superman. But it, it seemed like they were trying to portray him as a guy willing to do whatever, so that nobody would touch his money and his and you know what he was doing. He didn't really care about anything else other than money, which is interesting. Uh, a little shallow, but you know he, he seemed to be to be willing to do whatever, including kill his his daughter's boyfriend or one of his employees or whatever. Yeah. So, like like Hayden said, it's kind of like he's a, he's basically a neighborhood villain for a neighbor not a neighborhood superhero. Yeah. You know, that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, and that's what that's almost like an older view of supervillains, you know, because. With, like, your typical, like, Saturday morning cartoons, like, the villain's gonna sneak in, steal some jewels from the store, and then Spider-Man or Batman or someone's gonna swoop in and, and beat them up and take their money and, 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 and take what they stole. But then you have things like, okay, I'm gonna make this super convoluted plot where I'm, like, this artificial intelligence that's gonna take this random city in northern Europe and lift it up into the sky and crash it down to the earth and kill everyone, you know? And it's like, this guy just wanted, this guy just wanted to make some money. What'd you say, John? Specific example. Where'd you get that? I just made it up. That's cool. <laughs> and this um, guy, like, you're right, Bruno. This guy just wanted to make money. Like, his motive was so different from what we're kind of used to. So I, I, I really liked him. I thought his acting, I, I thought he did, like, a great job acting. And I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, the acting is just off for this character. I'm not generally like that. But when I watched the movie, any scene that he was in, I, I generally was like, I feel like he is the vulture. Like, I thought he just did a really good job of portraying him. Mm -hmm. Or portraying a villain in general. Sure, yeah. I think you've changed my mind a good bit. I think that's interesting what you pointed out. You laughing at me. You don't take any of this seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, what I think is really funny, too, is... Have you guys seen Birdman? I have not. Okay. You gotta watch Birdman. Yeah, I know because he's... it's it's Michael Keaton. Yeah, and 
the name of it should give you at least a hint. No, of, I know. I kind of have a general it. idea of what it's about, but I, I I need to watch it. I will say that the irony is is very straight to to to, to like to enjoy. <laughs> it's really funny. Well, maybe I I'll think maybe I'll try to watch that he, it. That that has done both of the movies. And Birdman is an incredible, incredible movie. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, do we want to yeah. talk about favorite scenes in the movie? If you guys had any that stood out? Yeah. yeah. I can't think okay. of them. I can't think of I, Okay, I, I thought maybe you guys... Okay, um, one scene that I actually really liked that was kind of maybe considered cheesy was the part where he was trapped under the air conditioning. Like, he, the building had fallen on top of him. And he was trapped. And uh-huh. I thought that Tom Holland did a really good job of sort of making himself really seem like a kid. Like, he was trapped under there, and he was, like, basically crying, and he was he was basically giving up to some extent. And the whole thing with the mask and the water was kind of really cheesy and sort of like, oh, half my face is Spider-Man and half my face is random boy. Like, I must embrace the part that I don't know. You know, all that stuff is like really... But I, I thought that that scene is taken from uh, one of the comics where um, he's trapped underwater. He's trapped in a underwater, like, facility and it's falling apart and he's crushed underneath it and he is trying to... He's actually trying to save Aunt May and he lifts up this massive, like, building, basically lifts it up and throws it off of him and then uh, to get to... In order to get to Aunt May... And so it was, it was, it was basically a very similar, um, recreation of that. And I thought that was a a cool scene because it, um, it showed, it showed a little bit of, of what he's capable of. And it showed sort of like the emotional motivation for, for him and how it wasn't just like a fun thing for him to do and how it's actually like there was some danger in what he was doing. But I, I liked that scene. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. John, um, I really can't. I had a hard time thinking of one. You just have that scene where he's climbing up the that ten hour long scene where he climbs up the Washington Monument. That's the only thing you can remember because <laughs> it takes like ten hours. <laughs> uh, I don't remember too much. I feel like it was a long time ago. One of the scenes, yeah, I've seen Dunkirk more recently than that. Um, I think one of the scenes that was good was, uh, him not, not like a huge standout scene, but still something I thought was interesting was when they were talking about showing up as Spider-Man, uh, to the party Uh and he was just like doing that thing, you know, just for that big, you know, boost in popularity or something. I thought that was just something interesting, uh, that definitely showed you a bit more of like Peter Parker and stuff like that, because it's something that like you know a you know high school kid would think of that like yeah, for sure yeah, yeah. want to do like i think of that and i'm not in high school anymore oh well not right i guess right <laughs> a human thing at that point right um but yeah i thought that was an interesting thing yeah i i can't remember it super well but just thinking back that's kind of something interesting i don't think they were you know showed all too much of in the other spider-mans because he doesn't in any of the other Spider-Man movies, he doesn't really have, like, a friend who knows that he's Spider-Man, right? Or he doesn't really interact with the people in his school, really, at all. Yeah, and so I think that definitely, like, should, gets to show you a different side of Peter Parker that, you know, you see him interacting with friends rather yeah. than just adults. 
yeah. and a lot of players. So, I mean, yeah. maybe that scene, but. So for me, um, one thing, so, okay, I love the whole reveal. Oh, taking her to homecoming and uh, her dad being oh, I'm sure I thought that was but I liked the, the, the scene a lot uh, I didn't like the the fairy scene I just thought there was a little you know you could you just you could just kind of could expect him to just throw his web and hold the thing like hold you know hold it to have her coming apart I mean, and if you've seen any of the trailers, it was like you knew what was going to happen. Yeah, I didn't like it because it was just very Spider-Man-ish. When Tony Stark, the suit front, I thought it was pretty cool. And and then the end, when Peter Parker's like, no, I don't need to do in the press conference. I'll just, I'll keep doing me, uh-huh. you know. I, I think that that, like, made, that made Spider-Man a... Uh, or down to earth superhero. I okay, yeah, and I think that's what he's kind of supposed to be, at least in the. Yeah. Bruno sounds like a robot for my end. Bam. Man, Nick, what? Nick didn't have trouble like this. Nick was so good. Here, Bruno, try turning on my Wi-Fi connection. Try turning off your video feed. Just, just do the audio. That works. I don't really need to see you anyways. You're like a you're like a visual laxative. I'm Thank you, Sean. I'm you haven't turned off your video feed yet, dude. Is it better now? So I can't turn off the outgoing video. Yeah. I can only video. Wait, really? Yeah. That's weird. Can you hear me? Yeah. This is Yeah, I can hear you. Is it better now? This is the common technical problems on Ruckus Reviews. We don't uh, is it better now? It's a little better, yeah. So where would you rate it amongst, as a movie, amongst all the other Marvel movies? Do you think it's definitely top half, it sounds like? Um, I would say yes, but I think I, I, can't, I can't really place this movie... It's it's really hard because I think when I give my closing statement, I'll kind of expand on that more. But this this, this is a weird movie for me. <laughs> Mainly because I like Spider Man so much. Right. So. I get um, that. I but I definitely think it's in the top half. But if you start trying to compare it to the originals, and then it get then it gets really tough. So where would you? Uh... Can you rank it there? Do you want to do that in final? I, I mean, okay, I think I do it that um, homecoming third, um, number one with Tobey Maguire second, and number two with Tobey Maguire first. I think that's I think that's how I do it. So Doctor Octopus first. Yeah, definitely by far. Huh. Okay. Do you have any response? To how would you rate it, Bruno? Uh, I haven't seen the that one in a long time. I so I'd probably do Tobey Maguire one first, I mean two, and then Doc Ock third. But that, I'm not, I'm not, okay. I'm yeah. not sold yeah, on that. Like I'm tied on that. Okay. So I, I listened to a podcast that was rewatchable. Rewatchable. 
the classic movies that you can just watch over and over and over again, right? So they talked the, they talked like an hour and a half on A Few Good Men, one of my favorite movies. And I've, I've seen A Few Good Men so many times. And it's just incredible. What do you think the rewatchability of this movie is? I really want to watch it again. I mean, if that means anything. I mm. would much rather watch this again than watch Dunkirk again. Mm. Uh, see, we can't get into that, dude. I like Dunkirk a lot. <laughs> and I don't think, like, I don't think... But whether or not I liked it doesn't mean I would want to rewatch it. You know what I mean? Oh, well, I don't know. I think that's how I think about movies. Okay, okay. How much I would want to rewatch them is how much I like them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I want to watch the Spider-Man movie again. I would rewatch this more than... Uh, more than Dunkirk? Is that what you said? No, I said Guardians of the Galaxy too. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, every day. What about the Galaxy? That's really bad. I hated that movie. Well, let's not get into that because that's a whole other conversation. Because then we got to start talking about Pac Man and Kurt Russell, and it's just confusing. Nick liked it. We should, you know, what we should do is just put tons of words in Nick's mouth. Yeah, Nick not- loved that movie. I don't get that. I think he said that in terms of movies, that was probably ranked up there with Interstellar and uh, The Dark Knight. No, he didn't. Jeez, I don't understand. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. Yeah, we shouldn't talk about that because that can lead to a whole other conversation. So, do you want to give your final thoughts and your number ranking out of 100? I don't know if I'm ready for that. Okay. What did I give I, Wonder Woman? Do you remember? I gave it like a like a sixty five, maybe. Yeah, probably close to that. This was Nick talked about this. Like he said that you rated Wonder Woman too high. Yeah. Okay. I think that if I think about this movie, and I talk about this movie, it sounds like and feels like I really hated it in a lot of ways, because I have a lot of criticisms against the movie. But if I just sort of step back and look at it, I actually really enjoyed the movie, e- even with a lot of the problems that I had with it. And I don't really know how that works. It wasn't like Wonder Woman, where like I saw all the problems in Wonder Woman, and I was like, I mean, it was a fun movie, but whatever. I felt a lot more... I thought there was, like, there was a lot more substance to this movie. Um, I did have a lot of criticisms with that, but that could be because of, like my bias towards Spider-Man and my expectations that I had about Spider-Man before I saw it. Um, my Out of 100 ranking... See, I don't have this sort of category of movies where I've ranked them. So any, so right now, the only one I have on my scale is Wonder Woman. Well, you gotta start setting it, dude. And to me, it's like my scale would definitely... The the higher up you go, the bigger the dip. So it, it, the difference between an eighty five and an eighty six is a much bigger difference than the difference between a, a sixty five and a sixty six. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I get you. I would give this movie definitely in the high seventies, low eighties, but I couldn't like stick a number to it. Yeah. But that's that for me. So B minus C plus. Yeah, yeah, C minus C plus, maybe a B minus if you're feeling lucky. What about you, Bruno? 
I give it an 85. It was so much fun to watch. Uh, and again, it, it was just it was enjoyable. You know, there wasn't a part of it. Besides that, May, there wasn't really a part of it that really bothered me. It was just enjoyable. Yeah. It, was, it was fun. The, it, was, it was clean and good. I thought, uh, yeah, 85. Um, I think I'd give it... Okay, Nick. Should, should we guess, Nick? And then have him do a call-in? Oh, yeah, okay, you go first, though. Um, I think if I had to read it, I would... Uh, for me, the difficult thing in rating superhero movies is because I can't... Like, I hate comparing them to all other movies. movies. Like, I feel like I have to rate it. Like, I have to give it a superhero movie rating and a normal movie rating. Which is good. The superhero movie mm-hmm. is going to be higher than the regular... Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, I think as a just a movie, I'd probably give it like a seventy-three. Okay. Um, and then as a superhero movie, uh, I'd probably give it like a mid to high eighty. Okay. I think that's how I would go. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's fair. Uh-huh. Okay. What was, what was that? I just heard a yell from Bruno. Electronic chirp. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> so what do we think Nick would give it? I think Nick's in like maybe the sixties if if we're lucky. What did he give Wonder Woman? Like a thirty? Yeah, something like. I think he would like this better than than Wonder Woman, but. Yeah. He's the weirdest human on earth, so. Impossible to predict. But he's really good at watching things come together. Yes. Well, he recognizes people who are good at watching things come together. Is how I would describe him. Uh, Bruno, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. And what, what do you think Nick would give it? Like a like a eighteen? Uh, I'm yeah. I'm swinging between a twenty three and a twenty eight. <laughs> That's low, lower than Wonder Woman. You think there's no? no I'm kidding. Yeah, so I think I think he likes it more than Wonder Woman. I yeah. don't know if you've seen it yet. I think he'll like it more than Wonder Woman. I think that he'll like Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, and I think he'll at least like uh, Tom Holland. What's his name? Tom Holland. He'll probably give it a sixty-five. Sixty-five. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, I'd be okay with that. Like a know? D. Yeah, he'd give it a D. I think. <laughs> Yeah, I would say like around a fifty to a sixty. Okay. We're counting on you, Nick. Yeah, we always are. All right. Well, thank you guys for being on the show. Thank you, uh, Bruno, for uh, taking the place of Nick. It's really nice to have somebody who appreciates film and uh, is just you know really knowledgeable and has a good head about them when it comes to this kind of stuff. Hayden, thanks for returning. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, Love your opinions as usual. <laughs> I want to tell the audience that this episode of the Ruckus Review is sponsored by YouTube. You should go check out their website. It's awesome. And use promo code Ruckus for 20% off of a YouTube video. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so thanks for listening and see you next time for when we, well, maybe... Unless this is our last episode and we never review Dunkirk, but tune in next time for if we review Dunkirk. Sounds Hopefully good. With Nick. Hopefully with all four of us. Hopefully all four of us. We're counting on you, Nick. Yeah, we always are. <laughs>